Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Carrie Han, and I have been working in Palawan, Philippines on the Palawan Project since 2012. I am a nurse and have been working in the clinic there and have been working with a tribal group called the Palawano that live up in the mountains on the island of Palawan. This story is called God's Promises Fulfilled. with excitement and some trepidation that we started walking early Thursday morning. School had gotten out for Christmas break the day before and so now a group of eight of us were headed out further into the mountains for the next week. Our hope was to scout out some new territory and my prayer was to find somewhere that was open and prepared by the Holy Spirit to hear the gospel. My plan was to hike north and then west and try to get deeper into the mountains. I was praying for God's leading and direction since I only had a rather vague idea of the area I was hoping to reach. I was excited to see where God would lead. It ended up being a far different plan than mine, but that is getting ahead of the story. Kilda and Lisa, two of our students, Loressa, one of the other nurses, and I left Kamantian and headed across the river towards the village of Amrang, where we would meet up with the rest of our group. Rurina and her husband and two other guys that were coming along to help carry supplies were waiting for us along the trail, and after meeting up with them, we headed towards Amrang. I had been praying that we would be able to find a guide in Amrang that would be willing to take us to the next village, where I thought we would probably be able to spend the night. Thankfully, a young guy was willing, and so he led us part of the way and then headed us in the right direction. We reached the village around 2 p.m. and treated a few patients there. since it wasn't very late yet, we decided to continue over the next ridge to a village I had heard of but none of us had ever been to. I had heard it was fairly close to where we were, but that didn't end up being quite an accurate estimation. As we headed over the ridge and slipped and slid our way down the other side, I was already struggling with my footwear. It was rainy season, and so I had worn my rain boots because they get really good traction in the mud. But the problem is they were really hard on my toes after a while. So I kept switching between my boots and my sandals or just hiking in my socks. By the time we reached our destination that evening, it was after dark, and my socks were so torn up that I left them behind. That night, a gracious family moved out so that we could sleep in their house. We cooked a big pot of rice and two packages of ramen and then all found a place on the bamboo floor and went to sleep. 
The next morning, Rowena talked with people in the village about where to go next. We could see villages way off to the west, and I really wanted to go over the ridge and see what villages were there. But the rumor was that the people out that direction were not very friendly and that they cook people. Although I strongly doubted the part about them cooking people, there were other reasons that made the rest of my group uncomfortable about heading that way. So it was finally decided that we would hike east instead. I was really disappointed though, because by heading east, we were just getting closer to the lowlands. But I didn't know what else to do at that point, and so we started out. The hiking that day was very intense, one of the hardest hikes I've ever done. The trail was very steep, in some places just literally straight up. It felt kind of like rock climbing, but without any rocks. By mid-afternoon, we were almost to a village called Maliet, where people had said that we could spend the night. As we were walking down the trail, we reached a farmhouse and there was a lady in the house. As I looked at her face, I realized it was Licia. Licia had been a patient of mine some about six years ago. She had been having some demonization and her family had gotten scared of her and tried to strangle her while she was at the clinic. I had not seen her since that time and so I was excited to see her again. She took us the rest of the way down to Malia, where we were warmly welcomed and given a house to stay in over the Sabbath. After taking much needed showers and washing our clothes, we cooked and then that evening we were able to have worship with our host and her family. We had brought a picture roll and Rowena told the story of creation. We met with them again Sabbath morning and then did some visiting Sabbath afternoon. As we hiked on Friday, I had been feeling really discouraged. We were headed the opposite way of what I had planned and it felt like we were just spending hours hiking but not accomplishing much. I didn't know where we would head from here because Maliat was only about an hour from the lowlands. I called Mrs. George Friday afternoon and she suggested that we head south. So Sunday morning, after treating some patients, we hiked out to the lowlands. One of our team members picked us up and drove us about 40 minutes south to a river that I had hiked up a ways once before. And from there we started hiking back into the mountains. As we hiked up the river, we had not gotten very far when we met a man who offered to take us to his house for the night. Since it was late afternoon already, we agreed. First he took us to another village where one of the local village leaders lived. As we talked with him, he expressed his desire for a mission school in their village, and we found out that he was a relative of the man from Marma, which is another village that had been eagerly waiting for a school. After treating some patients, we continued on to the next village where we would stay the night. When we arrived, we were invited into a large open bamboo hut. We were able to shower at the river and our host gave us cassava for dinner. We had worship with them and our host promised us a guide for the next day that would take us up to the village of Marmat. The hike to Marmat the next day was actually quite pleasant. We followed the river for several hours before heading up the mountain. After another hour or two of climbing, we reached Marmat. The village of Marmat had asked for a teacher months ago and we had not been able to send them one yet, but they have already built a little school and made a landing spot for the helicopter. We 
ended up spending the next two nights at Marmot. We had an eager audience that soaked up the Bible stories and enjoyed learning the songs we tried to teach them. One evening after I finished telling the story of the flood, Rowena said, they still want to hear more, so I'm going to tell them another story. Rowena was also determined that they would learn the song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus, and so we sang that song many, many times. Although they were too shy to sing very loud, we could tell some of them were learning it. The first afternoon, I treated the first wave of patience. Then after a long story and song time, we girls climbed carefully up into the loft that we hoped would hold us as we slept that night. And although the house shook and moved every time one of us moved, thankfully the loft held. The next day was spent with the people of Marmot, seeing the second wave of patients and more story and song time, and also a hike to another village in that area where we treated some more patients. Then Wednesday morning, we started the hike back to Kamantian. We left about 6 a.m. and not very long into our hike, we came to a place where the trail split. Our guide told us that the trail to the right was a more direct route to Kamantian, but that we could not go that way because he had an enemy that lived down that trail that was wanting to steal his wife, and so we had to take the trail to the left instead. The trail to the left was much steeper and a bit longer, a fact that he bemoaned, but the other trail was not an option for him. Later on, we came again to a split in the trail, and once again we could not take the more direct route back to Kamantian because this time he did not know that trail. So we continued on our roundabout route. At one point we left the trail completely and he was ahead of us clearing things out of the way with his machete until we got back to the trail again. As we walked, we had to pull leeches off that tried to hitchhike a ride on our bodies. Around noon, I was feeling really like I had reached my limit physically. The trail was very slippery with many thorny trees and plants along the side and the other plant that makes your skin burn when you come into contact with it. So I made the mistake of asking him how much further it was to Kamantian. His reply was far from encouraging. Oh, about five hours, he said. Thankfully though, it only ended up being three more hours. As I have been reflecting on this trip, I am full of gratitude to God for all the answered prayers and his promises that he fulfilled. First, my prayer had been that we would find a village ready to hear, and even though Marmot was not what I had in mind, I was hoping for somewhere new where contact hadn't been made, and in the complete opposite direction, it was an answer to my prayer. They were eager and thirsty to hear God's word, and they had been waiting for a teacher, and so they soaked up the stories and songs. Secondly, God provided for all of our needs along the way carriers, guides, food, places to sleep, and strength. I claim the promise from Isaiah 40:31. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Many times during that trip, and God provided. I had been sick and was still recovering when we left for the trip, and so I had been feeling more tired than usual. But God gave me more energy and strength than I normally have. 
Thirdly, it was neat to see the way God worked in the group that went with me. Rowena is on fire for Jesus, and she really caught the burden for the people of Marmont. Her husband is a new Christian and not yet baptized, but he was very active and a big help along the way. He was able to share personal testimonies to back up the education I was giving to my patients about smoking sensation, since that is something he has also been struggling with. The trip pushed Lisa to her limits, but she made it and is even eager to go again. And it was a joy to see Kilda telling Bible stories and her willingness to go. There were so many other answers to prayers and ways that God worked, and I am so thankful that we serve such an awesome God. Please join me in praying for all the villages that are yet unreached throughout these mountains, that workers will be willing to go from within the Palawano people, and that Satan's power will be broken, and that God's power will shine forth. Adopt a missionary to your family or to support them financially. Point your browser to afmonline.org. Once there, just click on the Missionaries tab. That's afmonline.org and select Missionaries from the top tab. Or call 800-937-4236 for more information. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.